Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. A casual gamer, a constant complainer, welcome to fill these things. He's calling the moan, he's leaving notes on your phone, welcome to fill these things. You're listening to fill these things. Hello, weary traveller. And welcome back to the latest episode of Filthies Like a Dragon's Ring Stings. I am Deadbeat Punk or Christopher Love, whichever you prefer. And the very man this very podcast is named after, it's only Filthy Phil Cassidy. Oh, good morning, Vietnam. How are you? Don't time the podcast or locate it. I know that's true. They can't know where you are. Ah, dang it. Given away our secret location now. Before we dang any further, we must warn the audience as if they don't know by now. There may be bad language going forward. Say what? (laughs) The shock, the horror. The fear. Not only swearing, the show does contain spoilers. Boy, will it contain some spoilers this week. Spoilers focused on Yakuza 7 or Yakuza Like a Dragon. Or Like a Dragon, Like a Dragon. Now that Ryuga Gotoku... Woo! A full series, still haven't got it. (laughs) You're doing God's work. It's a good try. Ryuga Gotoku. What about them? They're a studio that have dropped the Yakuza name and now call the series Like a Dragon. So there is that. There will be spoilers. We would advise anybody to start off with the better series, Elden Ring Stings. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I will say this. It, I, I think it was a better theme tune. I know it went ska this time, which is nice, but it doesn't quite fit with the oriental vibe of the game. But I for obvious reasons, I didn't do go down enjoy the now that you will have to come up with a theme every new series. It's, it's a little form way. of payback. Yeah, I'm going to have to start putting a bit more effort into that as well. Maybe higher up. Hello, and the theme tune. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work, but I, th- I think somehow I'll get there. I'll do my best. So I normally like to start off by checking in on you, seeing how you're doing. I don't really want to do that this week because we've got a lot to go through. We do, and I'm fine. It's all fine. Everybody's fine. You're so fit to be in front of a microphone. You're grand. I mean, the world's fucked, but I'm fine. So it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Schools are made out of crackers, but we're great. It certainly seems that way. Um, long live our Tory overlords. They're better than us. They just are. That's all I got to say. It's all fine. Yeah. What about you? Are you okay? I don't know anymore. I know. Does anybody? Just being alive in 2023 or whatever year this is. We don't want to age the podcast. <laughs> Do not date the podcast. <laughs> yeah, a bit of an odd start to this one because we are going to rush through the recording because you've finished the fucking game. Yes, dear yeah. reader, I finished it. To quote GNR, I'm pretty sure. Um, I now, actually finished it. You flew through this game. You finished it a little while ago. I did. I can't lie. We, we have discussed um, that uh, I've had a sort of busy 
a few few weeks of it, so I haven't been able to get to my trusty microphone. But I actually <laughs> finished playing Yakuza's Like a Dragon about a god about a fortnight ago. Now it's been pretty good. Yeah, would be about that. Now between certain things, and you left it until a time where what the fuck do you want started producing again? So that my free time podcast? was somewhat yeah. yeah reduced by that. <laughs> Starfield's out. Mortal Kombat's around the corner. Summer's over. You're moving house. So I finished the game. Yeah. A lot of shit happening. You could have timed this better. You could have fucking finished it any time through the previous couple of months because you fucking blitzed the ending. I did, yeah. I uh, I set a weekend aside. Um, didn't do much else except play this game because I wanted to purge it from my life forever. Not saying it was a bad game, but saying that it has, you know... Did with it not show upcoming... if you just put the fucking head down and played it? You would have finished it in no time. Yeah, you weren't wrong about that, actually. Mm. There was, it was fair, especially by this stage, I had ground out to be a pretty good character. There was a lot of just being a bit of a badass to be done, and then that was it, yeah. <laughs> First thing, the first of the... 27 fucking stings. We'll see if we get through them all this episode. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what these poor fuckers have to listen to. What was I doing 27 stings ago? Let's see. I spent 40 minutes there that I'm never going to get back just playing the management game just hit mashing the buttons um to get the 20 million yen that i needed to upgrade the factory upgrade sorry the workshop not the factory i know what i'm doing and i now have a legendary bat so i'll plus one it maybe uh if i find some gold ingot which is apparently what i need next and uh i've also changed big bob's job to enforcer as recommended so i'll see how that um works out for me and uh oh yeah and i've also added uh morpheus to my active party so i'll see if those two things make any massive difference i'll let you know oh bless you filthy you spent all that time grinding out a business that i fucking perfected for you yeah that's um that that is true uh it was very easy to collect at one point i had to collect three million yen in the story and that's very easy when somebody has set up a business for you yeah that's one shareholder meeting phew yeah Yeah, that was pretty um yeah that was pretty hard going for me but as Uh, fucking annoyed as i am i am glad that you finally got the finger out and upgraded your equipment well done have a biscuit it looks good, the bat. It's very pretty. And, yeah, barbed um, wire and horns. It looks yeah, brilliant. A bit of fire on there or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's quite good. It's quite good. I'm happy, happy to have done that. There could, I could have kept going. It, it kept saying, oh, upgrade it oh, further. Yes, plus you, four you really could have. But who's going to do that? Reasonably? I did. Well, okay. Yeah, that, that's exactly the answer I was expecting, actually. Yeah, fuck you. That. Big Bob, yeah. enforcer. Yeah, Big Bob. Um, I, I had a recommendation. I think I read it online or, or something. It's hard to say at this stage. But he, I was told he'd make a good enforcer. So I did that at this How did you find using a shield? I'll be honest, I'm not a fan. Uh, I think later on, I'm definitely going to spoil things in this episode for people because fuck if I remember what I put in anything. Never mind 27 <laughs> separate encounters. But yeah, I find the one attack of his I quite like as an enforcer. Uh, I do like that he's a brick shit house. He's always the strongest member of the party. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. And uh, Big Bob the Enforcer is uh, is my guy now. Uh-huh. And Morpheus got swapped into the party. Yes. Initially, I wasn't impressed with him. Um, but I was even less impressed 
with Paisley whenever he joined. Yeah, I always liked the look of Paisley, but he just never really yeah, did any does, damage, does which is what all. you're looking for. And he's got like 72 different attacks. You think like one of them would be good? He's got, well, he has got knives, he's got kicking, he's got eye guns. candy is all he is. Yep, those little spectacles. He makes a spectacle of himself. Handsome man. Next thing. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten where I'd left off. Surprise, surprise. But I'm back in the game now, back in the um, storyline. And I've went to see um, Old Man Boss. Did I call him Mr. Me? I, I just call everybody Mr. Me. I probably shouldn't. But uh, Old Man Boss. And uh, it looks like, it turns out, it's mm. been junior all along. It's been young Arakawa, young master, and I think he's going to be the big bad of the game here that I'm going to come up against, but now I'm away from more fucking Peking Duck. I can't move for the stuff with uh, Old Man Boss to be told even more stuff, more explanations about how it's all happened. He says that it was my old my old boss, um, Senior Arakawa, that um, would have put the... Uh, note in my pocket, this mysterious note that everybody's banging on about the fake bill and I mean that's not the biggest surprise is it, given that he was the only person there when he shot me, so it wouldn't have been beyond the realms of possibility that he put it in my pocket I didn't know who I thought was going to have done it but that would have actually been my number one guess, so there's that Oh, you're itching to say something. Go for it. Um, I mean, I'm just just picking up where I left off there mm-hmm. in the sting. Um, I mean, was it supposed to be a surprise that the guy you left, you know, he shot you and you woke up, but that he was the person that put something in your pocket? Like, who was supposed to have done it? It was just quite... Well, the big reveal wasn't the bill itself. We kind of put that together ourselves because, you know, who else was fucking there? Well, thank you. At least you agree. Oh, yes. Agree completely. Now, what he revealed had very little to do about the bill being on your person. That's what it represented. It was why it was there. It was kind of its importance towards the story. It's not just represent, oh, here, you'll be able to use this and people will know that Oh, yeah. Buy a biscuit, you no, uh, you meet up with Hashino again and he lets you know that 20 to 30% of his clan have joined the Omi Alliance, which is bad news because it means more boys, you need a box. Oh, he was raging and I spend an awful lot of the rest of my time on this game hitting mysterious men with Omi Alliance in their name. That yeah, is true. You need to that batter a true. lot of pricks, but sure, no better man at battering pricks. Nope, nope. I'll be prick battering bat. And uh, awful went. So when you're talking to him, he lets you know that Young Master, or Aoki, has essentially destroyed the political party with a staged attack. That's what the whole move was for, uh, the fire on the fake bell. It was to bring it to light, tie it to this politician, destroy his career so he could step into his place. Woohoo! We've oh, did I, did I not mention that? Probably not, no. Oh, Okay. Um, fair, fair enough. But at least I got some Peking Duck in the end. Yes, finally got your Peking Duck after a couple of stings, but sure, fuck it. What is time? <laughs> so on the fake bill, it was put onto you as like a letter of introduction to Hashino, because he's got a bit of history with these fake bills. That's what I meant. So like people oh, is would that know... What you yeah, the people would know, oh, he's cool, he's got one of our secret little fake bills. Oh, okay, talk to him. well maybe you mentioned that in the next sting. We'll do the next sting! Not to draw parallels, but in the story here, 
They're now going to dissolve Parliament. I mean, goodness, who do they think they are? The DUP? Well, there's a knee-slapper of a sting if I ever heard one. I thought it was a pretty good parallel to draw, okay? I thought I, I had really observed something that the casual gamer without... Are you trying to current day my podcast? I just thought that, you know, if if your average gamer doesn't have a working knowledge of the last 40 years of Northern Irish politics, they might not get the, the, the way it sort of all links up. And they probably won't have got my Paisley jokes. Are in you the two trying to say that... People treat Northern Ireland as if it was some kind of Yakuza cutscene and just skip past it without paying attention to what is actually happening. I don't think it's heavily taught in large in a large number of schools uh, across no, the world. No, they would apologise for the famine more often if it was. I would think so. Open every sentence with it usually. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> or, or that but, uh, spud business. I know. Well, it was a tear altogether. No side dishes to be had. You know, not even a dauphin was nothing. So, as the sting hinted, yes, they wanted to dissolve the government given the actions that had happened, and I put in the notes that you used to go to school with a DUP file. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, that, you look um, glad I brought that up. Um, it's not a terrible thing that recently happened. I never liked him, if that helps. He was oh, yeah, that little, helps. <laughs> he was a little weirdo, uh, but I did indeed. Even as a child, he seemed like a nonce. <laughs> he somehow did, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, recently disgraced DUP and Lord Mayor of, I don't know, somewhere. Fucked if I remember. Um, but yeah. They're all about that there. Ugh, well, I mean, if you're going to go to Lurgan, these things are going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I went to school with him. And uh, that might explain my uh, slight obsession with um, denouncing the DUP, I suppose. Just covering uh, your tracks. Pretty much, yes, essentially. Uh, but yes, that's so- so something I'd like to qu- quickly move away from. Uh, yes, the politicians, <laughs> Ugi Kubo. The political opponent of Young Master, well, he's been disgraced by all this. It was disgraceful behaviour. He's been disgraced by all this, but he's also dead as fuck. He's on death's door at this stage, so I don't know why he went to all this effort, if he could just take his role anyway. Yeah, um, the whole Bleach Japan thing became... Um, yeah, it really steps I mean, up here. Yeah, it, it, it come, it, it's coming up, I think. And, and should, should we talk about it now? Or do we talk about it later? Well, I suppose we can hint on it with the counterfeit operation coming to light. It was Bleach Japan that brought us to the Forest Centre. So general opinion of Bleach Japan's very good. They are a good force now. Boo. Yeah. What a shit name. It really is. It's like those fucking wankers that stormed Capitol Hill. If people didn't just look at them and laugh, if they thought they were actually about something. I mean, Proud Boys is a great name for an organisation, isn't it? It's like a fucking Pro- pub band. It does, aye, it does actually, you know, sort of. <laughs> Go on, Proud Boys. Play the gambler. <laughs> oh, they're proud of what they've done. They're proud. We're you know, waffling. Next thing. Waffle. Uh, I've missed a bit. We, we knew I would. But Zhao has joined the party, or you know, Ian Paisley, to give him his proper name. Proper Paisley Paisley, the, the, the guy who wears the Paisley shirt. Um, So he's in my party now. Um, Pretty effective striker, so I'm going to keep him about, actually. So right now I'm rocking a party of uh, me, um, Eerie, obviously, for her dart strike, Paisley Paisley, and Dr. Morpheus. And... I think it could be okay with with with, um, with this as my little group. Uh, so we're going to go to the funeral now and 
see what trouble we can get into there. You missed a bit, filthy. You missed yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. When yes, you we did. freely admit that you fucking miss a bit, you missed a bit. That's that's usually what's happened. I think. Put it this way: Normally, when I miss something, I don't realize I've missed it because mm. I wasn't paying attention. This way, I missed so much that I realized, oh shit, I've missed something here. Uh, that's not good. Well, shall we go over this? Been... What you missed, business? Because if, if you'd like to, going to fucking power through this episode. Let's do it. I'm making up to the elbow. The listeners are dizzy. I'm here for it. I love. <laughs> They've paid attention. They don't need to hear this story twice. Ichiban goes back to the homeless camp. You meet with the chief, and you ask him, "Here, fuckface." Why didn't you just dump Ichiban's body in the river like you do the rest of the bodies the gangsters drop off with you? I did wonder. Yes, and he explains that, well, the Yakuza group that I have dealings with, they told me if a dead body ends up here, get rid of it. If it's a live body, you nurse that little duckling back to health. Weird. Isn't it weird? (laughs) Everybody thinks it's weird. It's just a a bit of an odd system. (laughs) So you are nursed up unmolested and allowed to go again. It is explained that people who are on the run or trying to escape debt or just get out of the public eye use this service. So it's nice that way. That's why this city is so special. You can get your second chance there. I do like Oklahoma. If I can make it there, it means I haven't made it somewhere else. (laughs) I'm proud of that. (laughs) Go on. And at this point in the story, Ichiban suddenly remembers that Arakawa said something to him before he got fucking shot. He said he was counting on him, which is an odd thing to say to somebody you're about to shoot. It's not what I'd usually say. No. Pew pew. What would you say to somebody before you shot them? Probably did you ever dance with the devil in the pain moonlight? I mean, worked for him, didn't it? You knock know? knock. Pow! <laughs> Here comes the boom. Yeah. Plenty of options. Well, Namba points out that the scarred c- still shot you. He did. Wasn't and you were death's door when you landed at the camp. Ichiban counters with. All the Yakuza were present. He had to do it. He had to shoot me. Jesus, he gives Arakawa some some quarter, doesn't he? He's a serious you know? hard-on for him. Oh. At the lunch with Hashino, as you're then meeting up to finally get your Peking duck, because yep. there's a bit of time skippy going on here, given the stings for some reason. <laughs> History time. Turns out that Toshio Arakawa, the actor from the opening scene of the game, that was Arakawa's father, Right, okay. I yeah, do remember the opening it together scene now. of the game. I remember the opening scene of the game with being actors. I was like, oh, this is weird. The yes. actors were a travelling troupe, so they didn't perform in one place. They went around Japan, which is handy if you're smuggling counterfeit money. That would be a great way to do it. Wouldn't it? No. A suitcase with a hundred million fake yen went missing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's not good. So they had to take care of Arakawa's father to set a lesson, which involved him getting fucking shot. That would be the usual way of these things, I do now, agree. do you remember the killer from the start of the game? You passed him on the way to the bathroom in that cutscene. When I was a wee boy? When you were but a wee skitter of a cub. Oh, no, I don't remember him very well, but um, no. he'd be older now anyway. He would look so. a wee bit older. You could say... He's the old man. What? He's Mr. Miyagi? Yes. Hashino was the assassin. Oh, for God's sake. That I did not realise. They should have made that clear. Should they have made that clear? Should the game have told you? They could have. They They could could have have made that clear. It's almost like they fucking did. 
But you missed a bit. I'll continue. Turns out the missing money was stolen by Arakawa's mother, who was the horrible lady with the scissors in the opening cutscene, who gave Arakawa his lovely scar. The silly bitch. Yeah, so her and her boy toy got caught by the Yakuza and fucked into the ocean. So, uh, yeah, they weren't going to crop up later in the story. Arakawa was then orphaned, and orphans in Kamarucho, well, they turned to Yakuza. All to do. What else is there to do? Well. So he joined the Yakuza. He would literally become Arakawa, the assassin. He was uh, quite good at dispatching the old pricks. And because he killed so many people, he had bodies to get rid of. The Yakuza had a system, a homeless camp. And here we go. The whole, okay. So yes. this ties him to Yokohama. Yokohama. What have you done to me? <laughs> So in this city, he goes there frequently through Yakuza work, but he uses that time to track down his father's killer, which he does. And we now know. Yes. So old man Hashino gets an invitation and it's got Arakawa's real name on it. He knows exactly what it's about, so he has to go meet him. He goes to meet him in the very same room you're currently sitting in as you get told this story. The exact same fucking room his father got shot in. Serendipity. This is why this meeting was so long. I do yeah, remember it being I, a very long meeting. Yeah. Do you realise what everybody was eating every time crispy, they met up in this room? Crispy fucking duck. Peking it? duck, yes. Yeah, close. <laughs> so he went to the meeting. Of course he had to. He expected to die there because Arakawa had quite the reputation by the stage. You know, you don't get a nickname like the assassin for sucking dick. No. Well, maybe you could. I I don't think we should ponder that, although there could, you could... No, I don't think we should. So, Hashino sits down with Arakawa. It's quite an open and frank conversation because he thinks the jig's up. He thinks he's not leaving this room. Yeah, no point in laying about it. You meet up with somebody whose father you killed. You don't walk away from that meeting. And he was ready to meet his fate then. He, went he was. In, He's a Yakuza. Yeah, honourable. Mm-hmm. agree. Yep. So he gets to talking and fills him in about the counterfeit scheme. Oh. So this is how Arakawa comes to the knowledge of the grey area. Mm. Grey zone. Grey zone. I know about grey zone. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> so yes, he met with the young man who had the hardened look of a killer. He told him everything he knew and was ready to meet his fate. But Arakawa got up to leave. Hashino stopped him, asked him, had he not arranged this meeting for revenge? And he replied, it was a shame you took me up on the invitation, because if you'd refused, I would have shot you in the back. It would have been easier that way. He would have liked that. He would have. Yeah. And then he left. He notes that in 1984, the Bills had to change their design, and when they were testing out these new designs, they printed out... Samples. This is the one-sided notes we've seen. They weren't defective notes. They were a test run, and he sent one along to Arakawa. He actually sent him quite a bit of money because guilt. Well, holy shit. Mm. Who knew? I mean, you did. I did. I, I did. I watched. I paid attention. You paid attention, so you knew. Fair enough. Okay. Hashino became quite fond of Arakawa because he'd carried around the guilt. The, the hit had to be done by him because... You couldn't really tell somebody to kill somebody. Why? Because we want him dead. But we can't tell you about fake money or anything, so it had to be one of the higher-ups. Gotcha. 
So he sent this as a form of payment, as a way of giving back to Arakawa. And it kind of, the way he talks about it, it's like burying his throat to him. He showed him his weakness. Right. Because with the knowledge of this counterfeit scheme, he could bring down the whole operation if he wanted to. Okay. So it was a, right, right. (laughs) And at this point, he knows it's a very specific bill because he said, if you look at the back of it, it has writing and it has a very faded, which you hadn't noticed because Ichiban's eyesight must be as bad as his memory because he just sees and remembers everything around this point. Mm. There's a note on the back of it, neither justice nor mercy should tip the scale. And right. that basically means those in power must reward and punish where necessary. Yes. And that's Ichiban looks at the back of it and goes, oh yeah, I can see that all right. I right. before. I've never looked at this thing before. I should have looked at the back of it. Hashino reckons... This is Arakawa saying he considers Ichiban family. Right, okay, it was cryptic. A wee bit, yeah. We were cryptic, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be like them. Not a bit. So he wants to stress how much was on the line by entrusting it to Ichiban. You were shot and sent to Hashino, basically, and this bill was like a letter of introduction. Subtle, I'm going to say. Yeah, a couple of blanks needed filled in here. And yes. Well, at this point, Ichiban just had all his faith in Arakawa restored, and Hashino asks Ichiban if he is Arakawa's son. You say that. He never lost his faith in him. He was just, yeah, I don't he care. Really that he didn't, shot, no. He really didn't, no. He didn't. But I was right to believe him, is what he's saying. Ichiban tells him he's wrong. He's no son of Arakawa's. He's just a loyal soldier. But is that true? Yep. Time. Hashino commends his loyalty and says Arakawa must be as proud as any father would be of him. They finally have their Peking duck. And I thought that was where the game was going to end. I thought, oh, there we go. Everybody's oh, I can't happy. wait for part two. Yep. After this meeting, we get the news of the parliament being dissolved due to the politician Ugi Kubo's illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prime minister announces the elections to establish a new cabinet. Aoki, or the young master, is named as the replacement. And then we get this weird scene where... Ugi Kubo's in hospital and Young Master just goes in to be a dick to him. Yeah, that did seem superfluous. Didn't it seem it was needed. Did. Yeah. And then Ugi Kubo's trying to justify everything he's done by how many lives it's saved, yada, yada, yada. I was like, well, you did do quite well out of this scheme. In fact, it seems that you profited out of this more than anybody, but uh, politicians. What are you going to do? Can nobody just say, you're doing a good fucking job? <laughs> <laughs> there will be a nice uh, yeah there's a nice little and you tell me not to date things go on little easter egg there little easter egg yeah at this point Paisley has met us at Survive Bar he has yeah. stepped down as the leader of the Lumang and is roughing it up with Ichiban's merry group of losers he's joined the party do 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 or whatever noise it makes whenever someone joins your party Yeah, we need to get you in a Dragon Quest game before this series is done. (laughs) (laughs) No. So he breaks the news that Bleach Japan are now like social media darlings. The news love them, which is going to make your life a bit harder. Mm. And they're taking credit for disbanding the Kumijuru, claiming they were able to achieve something the police had failed at. Right. And the co-founder of Bleach, the one that isn't Young Master, the other one, Ogasawa. Oh, yeah. The accountant one. Yeah. Yeah. He died in the fire that the Kumijuru started. And this was the guy you tortured back at the camp. 
that had seemingly been rescued by Omi clan members. Yeah, the one, yeah, I slapped him in the face a few times and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like they bumped him off just to strengthen their public image. Young mm. master, could he be capable of such actions? <sighs> yes. Yes, he could. Yes, he could. We know this. After this, we meet up with Hamako, who owns the brothel flat that you kind of live and live out of. You kind of spend a lot of time at the pub instead of a house. Yeah, I ended up in the pub more than the brothel house. But mm. yes, I'm aware of the, the, the carpet I slept on all those times. Yeah. Well, she's quite happy because all the girls have left. She's closing up shop entirely. So no more brothel for her or whatever they call it in this game. Yeah. There are facilities set up by Bleach Japan that are going to help people in that situation get visas to become actual citizens and qualifications. And God, isn't this just perfect? Lovely. I love a happy ending. Yeah. And then the credits play. Mm -hmm. Tune in for Yakuza 8. Yes, uh, it's at this point, properties like this are going to be turned into shelters for people that need it. Okay. At least Japan, they're, they're fucking fixing Japan. Fair play to them. Love it. What a, what a bunch of lads. At this point, we find out Young Master is actually attending the funeral for the politician that he was berating in the hospital room. Oh. You failed to mention this, so it was just some random funeral. I thought it was just some random funeral. Yeah, I thought he just goes to funerals at weekends. Yeah. how he spends his time. So what better place to confront a politician than when he's delivering a eulogy to his rival? You googleizing? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't get into the funeral itself. Bleach Japan are allowed in. You're not, because you're a prick. It sounds about right. I mean, (laughs) um... I haven't even tortured anybody in a while at this stage or done anything um, underhanded. So I don't belong in politics. Ba-doom. So at this point, he mentions he will be the political rival and then announces Kume, come, will be filling the party's chair. See, this is where I kind of dropped off the whole politics thing. I just got the gist that Young Master was taking over uh, things mm-hmm. in general. Well, he was stepping up in... Uh, political way he was filling his predecessor's role mm. but the chair or position that he's given to i just have come stain written all over this <laughs> it's making me want to giggle but i'm trying to be professional a professional would not write kume stain this many times no but if kume gets into this position he basically holds all the cards everything will get through with these two positions i see and he announces kume Stain will be standing in the elections during the fucking funeral, which is a bit tacky, I thought. Yeah, it's not really the dumb thing in politics, is it? Rocking up to someone's funeral to make your political moves. I don't trust him. I don't care what they say about young master. He seems like a yeah, bit of a bad apple there. So we're not getting through these notes quick enough. We need to get the young master so we can talk to him, but he's a heavily guarded politician. So we are gonna ambush him in his car. So we're looking for the parking garage. Big Bob saves the day about knowing where there's a lift that once appeared when he was drunk. So I like that about Bob, that uh, lifts appeared when he's drunk. That's, uh, that's good. So, well, let's go. Let's go find the lift. Yeah, I was kind of enjoying this at, at this point. Um, Big Bob going, oh, come here, he'll be in the downstairs car park. I'm not sure who can get there. I can. I was there once when I was drunk. Pretty sure I can get back. And that's a pretty good way to operate um, whenever you're a ragtag bunch of um, ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> so, um, yeah, found a little um, found a little car park and um, just wanted to shake him by the hand. 
still didn't really understand that. Have you but, ever seen uh, that viral video of the really loud American on an airplane? I just want to shake your hand. I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. So there's quite a few moments where shaking of hands comes up as a plot point, and that's all I can fucking hear in my head every time. <laughs> yeah, there is. I spend a lot of the next uh, hour or two of the game wanting to shake Young Master's hand for some reason. Well, it's Kume's hand first, I believe. No, oh, sorry, it is. Yes, the the main guy. I, I forgot that it is a young master running at the start. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the guy that he wants to uh, put in the big seat, and I just want to shake his hand. I just want to shake your hand. I just want to shake his hand. But um, instead, I end up fighting some security guards because that's what always happens. Let's see what happens then. We've tracked down young master in his car park, beating up his goons, and he wants to meet me alone at night. That seems legit. Surprise, surprise, fuckface. The security detail are actually Omi Alliance thugs. Thought so. Yeah, this is a running thing that I only found out through playing this game. The people in the city keep making fun of people from Kansai because I think it's the way people from Belfast react when they hear what used to be your accent, what is my accent. (laughs) Or in the South Dubliners and absolutely everybody else in the entire country, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, It's the big culty heads on them. They're from the country. Yeah. They're a bit drolly. As far as Dubliners are concerned, if you can't see the Liffey from your back garden, you're a fucking culty. You know, so that just winds me up. <laughs> Although it could be worse. You could be from Dublin. That's true. Wouldn't like that. Wouldn't really like that at all. So yeah, at this point, you beat up gang members that are pretending to be security detail. Yep. Did that, remember it, in an underground car park. And uh, yeah, Young Master tells me to meet him in my own stomping ground. And but the come Young alone. Master with the full facade, the mask, the, the politician. He's oh, so I, nice. Even even as me believing he's nice and that he wouldn't possibly turn up with an entire army of goons uh, the next time he comes to see me. That seems perfectly reasonable to me. And we do meet up with him later because Ichiban's that foolish. Yeah. On his Naive. own. Yeah. And we find out that he no longer needs his wheelchair because he got a lung transplant. That adds up. Yeah. Yep, don't need to question that at all, really. Uh, That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because he went to the land of magical health care, the States. They probably did it for free, some of that famous American free health care that they have. Actually let him hold his old lungs without charge. (laughs) Skin-to-skin contact. (laughs) Because why would we charge you to hold something that came out of your body. <laughs> yeah, while he was in America getting fixed. New lungs. He changed his names to shake off the association with the Yakuza. Because everybody knows about the Yakuza in America. You're being a little droll there, I think. Am I? Am I really? He then has a whinge about his childhood being robbed away. Much like the excuses Michael Jackson uses when he robbed childhoods away himself. <laughs> exactly that one's not and too recent for you i take it no that's fine that's okay. uh that, that's funny yeah that's uh oh thank well. you yeah well done he then gets all high and mighty about the good he can do as governor ichiban is quick to point out all the violence and death he has caused on his quest for power so i finished chapter 11 so that's cool um 
turns out that all those years ago, Arakawa um, sacrificed me for young master. That's why I ended up in prison. Tut, bloody tut. And then I just had a big fight there, so that was good too. Uh, the fight went well, happy enough. I've won that. And next up is, if I'm any guess, chapter 12. Yep, so, um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, wasn't... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we have a flashback to the Knights at the Hostess Club. <laughs> He's fucking ripping, he doesn't like that. <laughs> Where young master left dejected due to his girlfriend, open quotations, being with some old fella and her thinking he was a bollocks. I remember that. Memories. He's struggling with his gimpy lungs. Well, that's a terrible turn of phrase, filthy. Why do you write notes like this? I know. I'm heartless. He's crawling through the street, calling people arseholes all the while because they stopped to help him. Ugh. You reminded me. You reminded me a bit of Lieutenant Dan and Father and Forrest Gump at this stage. You <laughs> Were know, you going to say just, Father Ted? Is that I your go-to actually. for every reference? I think it is, yeah. I was going to say Father Ted. No, and Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan, whenever he's, you know, he meets him at New Year's and he's a miserable old shite in a wheelchair. Uh, it's a bit like that, really. He's wandering around. Leave me alone, damn it. Yeah, him. So he makes his way back to the wheelchair that they stowed away in, like, an alleyway. But when he gets back to it, there seems to be an illegal dumping sticker on the wheelchair, which must prevent him from getting back into it somehow. Somehow, yeah. Somebody walks up and starts kicking him because that's what I like to do when I see people lying face down in the street. Yeah, absolutely. All day long. It's a Yakuza, and he seems to think Young Master is some kind of helpless drunk. So he gives him a good kicking. But of course, Young Master sees the Yakuza badge. He's a grunt. He's a shithead. He gives him abuse. But this Yakuza doesn't know who Young Master is. It actually gets to the point where Young Master... Pulls a gun out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I wasn't sure where that came from. Yeah, oh, unexplained gun. I'm surprised he didn't take it out of the club. You would wonder, but let's leave that there. He sees the clan badge. He mocks the guy. This turns into a fight. It ends up with Young Master shooting him in the fucking head. Yeah, I thought that was going to go that way. Yeah, it looked it like it, you know, with him pointing the gun at his head and shouting, shoot me, you little pussy, yeah. with gimpy lungs. To a Yakuza. Not his best move. No, not to a Yakuza boss's son. No, not a great idea. So he phones Sawashiro, Sawashiro afterwards to help him cover his tracks. And this is the murder that Ichiban goes to prison for. I recall, I remember being in prison, all the had was bread. It was terrible. Yeah. Do you remember I give away this plot twist in an earlier episode? Um, Vaguely. No. I told you Young Master shot somebody and you needed to go to prison for him. At that point in the game, you're told it was uh, Sawashiro yeah. that did the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. You just threw that one out there. Little, little, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on it. At the time, after the time, while you were playing, and at this very fucking moment. I stored it away for future memories, and here they are, coming back full glowing HD memories. Don't I feel foolish. <laughs> Although, if you'd done a better job of babysitting on me, would have shot nobody. That's true. I should have been there, not mocking him and running out of a bathroom, childishly. That's true. That could have been me. Next thing! I handed over three million yen. That was unpleasant to have to do. Ooh, hurts to give away that much money. For a politician that we don't have yet. But that makes sense. And um, I've now moved on to another city, to Osaka, to finally meet up with my beloved 
a car son my boss man the love of my life he shot me and I, I still love him so yes of course i'm going to jump cities to go watch him meet another old dude because apparently that's what he's doing yeah let the good times roll in osaka Three million yen is one shareholder meeting. And I already had it in the bank account, to be honest with you. Couldn't yeah, be arsed, so. what was the crying match about? Actually, well, I mean, it's three million yen. You don't give that away lightly. I could buy you, I don't know, three cans of Coke in this day and age. Wouldn't even get you one bad upgrade at this stage. No, no, I suppose not. Uh, but uh, still, oh, you just hate the part with it, do you not? This day and age. Oh, stings, doesn't it? Even when it's virtual. Virtual currency is the worst, you know. Just ask all those... Um, Bitcoiners. Digi-Bitcoiner people, yeah. It's terrible when you lose all that money that didn't exist in the first place. Asaka is a city. Suttonbury is the district you're in. And once again, this place is fucking lost in you. It, is, it holds no meaning whatsoever. Not in a big way. Uh, you're horrible. It's a location from the older games. Well, I'm not going to know that, am I? Know, I know, but mean, when you get there, it's like, oh, fuck, I remember this place. Oh, the memories. Well, I didn't. I just yeah. thought, oh, now I'm here then. And as well as that, you seem to be under the impression that Ichiban harbours sexual interest in the elder Arakawa-san. Well, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Come on. It's a bit... I don't know. You don't think... In the previous meeting with Young Master, he mentioned using Kume as a pawn. So the plan is to find somebody electable to compete with him without Kume staying... Holding a seat, you withhold some power from Young Master. This is also where it's revealed that he's been deporting people that go to the Reformation Centres. Just throwing that out there as to why you needed to invest three million into a candidate. Is he trying to send them away because they arrived on boats? Is he? Where's he deporting them to? He's going to put them all on a boat just off the coast, despite its that- living conditions. <laughs> That'll work. What a great policy. <laughs> What a c- <laughs> That whole meeting previously with Young Master, your friends helped you escape from that. So it was a betrayal. I don't know why I added that note and not the previous. Well, I mean, it was pretty obvious where it was all going. The, yeah. You show up to a meeting with Young Master, you can expect him to bring 72 of his friends. That's what they always say about him. You know, it's uh, he's popular, but it's a hell of a round when you go to the pub. You know, it's costly. Yeah, okay, you can you, you can you can move on if you want. So I've got to Osaka, and the first thing that sort of happens is I've been directed towards a battle arena, which I was going to skip until I got a rather threatening slash cautionary message from um, our beloved host, advising me, no, you will be hilariously unmatched for what is to come, so it may be in your best interest to give the arena a go. So I've been doing that for the last three hours. I've been um, fighting people and uh, upping my ranks. And everybody is now around level 48-ish. So feeling pretty good about that. And I've upgraded my bat because it pays to do these things. And now I'm going to go and try and infiltrate the Army Alliance at their own headquarters. What could go wrong? Threatening cautionary text about actually playing the game as you were attempting to do the next portion at level 30-ish. Which I was tempted to just let you do for the laughs. Well, it's just when you... I guess on any game, right? If you're playing an RPG or something and there's so many little side things like 
I don't know, like in uh, The Witcher or or some of the Assassin's Creed, there's those silly tabletop games that you have to learn how to play, you Mm -hmm. know, a game within a game within a game. And you don't actually have to do it for the benefit of yourself or for, you know, it's only for if you want 100% the game. So when I got told there was a battle arena with no real aim to it and that a robot hosted it and that you could just walk away, I just walked away. I thought, all right, cool. Well, I know I'm going to have to kill 75 people pretty soon anyway, because that's how this game works. Uh, why would I bother just going somewhere to just do that and not progress the storyline? That was my train of thought. And what a train that was. It may have been incorrect. Yeah, may have been incorrect. Yeah, okay, it was incorrect. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Although it does lead us nicely into the next thing. Shall we go through that before I mock you more? Please, please. So I've infiltrated the Omi Alliance. It was difficult. You had to do a lot of not getting caught, sneaky, sneaking bits that I didn't really care for. Uh, and then I've just had a fight. And yes, uh, our, our beloved host was not wrong. I was fighting Eyepatch Man and a man I'm going to nickname Batista because he looks a bit like um, Dave Batista, the actor slash um, wrestler. Um, that was a very hard fight. I died four times but i actually finally just got them beat i don't feel too upset about it all just um you know it's okay and um i'm now facing up with my beloved arakawa he's here to set the record straight and tell me i don't know presumably that he's my father or, or something but um we're all going for a big chat now in the dragon room you never 
played much of Metal Gear Solid, did you? No. No. I was too young. Stealth, another thing we can list under your skills. Yeah, not a big stealth guy, despite being a massive Assassin's Creed fan. Um, mm. I, I wasn't really... When people turn around corners and then you have to see you, you're not allowed to kill them. Ugh, who's the time? You know, I just wanted to... I was really annoyed when I tried this the first time and I thought, oh, it's not so bad, I can just kill them. It's only for fun if you want to do it stealth ways. And then, no, if you kill two of them in a row, you end up back at square one again. That was um, frustrating for me. Uh, Mr. Eyepatch Man. Yeah, Eyepatch Man. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> one of my favourite fictional characters of all bastarding time. Is he or is he not wearing an eye patch? I don't know. He's wearing a snakeskin jacket and no shirt, and you go straight for the eye patch. I know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a bit uh, <laughs> shallow. I don't know. So yeah, this is the reason you were told to do the battle arena. Yeah, hell of a fight. Yeah, oh, this is he a wiggles about spike in difficulty. Yeah, he is hard to kill. Nothing, especially because I don't get how the weapons work, and some people have different types of attacks. Everything I threw at him only ever like chipped away tiny amounts. I, I'll find it. You're just making him mad. Yeah, that seemed to be all that ever really happened to him. He just got angrier and angrier and then died. Yeah, and he's paired with Saijima or Batista, as you've named him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he looks like Batista. Come on. Two series staples, legendary Yakuza, fantastic fan favorite characters. I think this is why the fights are so hard, because if they were easy, there would have been uproar. Well, that's fair then. I'm glad it was a hard fight and that it wasn't hard for me because I'd leveled up. That was... Yeah, thankfully. uh, Not everybody did. And this is actually a point in the game where a lot of people fall off because it's just, fuck this. Not me. I was hardcore. Bit like uh, Dave Batista fighting in... um Hell in a Cell, you know, hardcore. I don't know. Wrestling reference, maybe? Probably not. And you end up in the dragon room for a big old chat. What a surprise. There was a massive cutscene at the end of all of this. Your reward for a difficult battle. Yep, that was very much what happens. It's an interesting format of a game where you play it for uh, 45 minutes and then you get a, a 50 minute break. Seems to be how it sort of uh, played out, as I, especially towards the end. Maybe that was just my perception of things. <laughs> so at this point of the game, because anybody that has been a long-time fan of the series, there's been a couple of references to the older characters. They're not about, which is quite strange. Right. Larger-than-life characters. Mm-hmm. You should have heard of them before now. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that Young Master's 3K plan has made the Yakuza gangs leave. Because it was well, either disband or end up in fucking prison. No one wants that. No. Because this law, the Omi Alliance leader in Camarocho was arrested thanks to Young Master's 3K plan. Which doesn't sound like an anti-Yakuza thing. I, I remember the 3K plan and mm. being surprised that they would have a KKK reference in a Yakuza game. But um, that's... Well, I'm not surprised about anything now. So, <laughs> yeah. At this point, we meet the sixth chairman, or Daigo, who is, again, series staple. We all know him. You don't. Yeah, he looked. He, he did look a bit cool. I'll give him that. Hey, big boss Yakuza man. Of course he looks cool. Yeah, he was He was kind of cool. So it was him that came up with the idea for Arakawa to turn traitor and join up with the Omi Alliance and yep. set things in motion. What a thinker. Next thing. It's the end of the Yakuza as we know it. 
Um, right, so a lot happened there at the end. I've just finished chapter 12. Thank Christ, I think that took me about 42 hours. Um, a lot has happened. So the Yakuza, on an official level, from what I can figure, have been disbanded. The Omi Alliance and and the other ones have declared themselves null and void. Um, I've just fought off about 80 of them, me and the lads. That was a good laugh. And uh, then they went and did their little press release that they are no more. And uh, then I've had a little chat with Arakawa. Oddly enough, following my previous message, he, he, he kind of hinted that he was me dad, or that he could have been, or I don't know, he talks so much. Except he doesn't talk anymore because, shocker, now he's dead. He, apparently he's washed up in the ocean. So, roll on, chapter 13. I was starting to blaze through it at this stage, you may have noticed. Yeah, you picked up pace a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was forgetting to leave notes. You're probably lucky that there's only 27 because, um, yeah, I was just blasting through it. It was only really at the start and end of chapters that I went, oh shit, I was supposed to talk about this. Hey, this has happened. And that's um, where the mindset is probably going forward. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, we shall power through it. The Omi Alliance and the Tojo clan, they've decided to dissolve. A lot of that happened in this episode. Yep. And... As you can imagine, the gang members are not too happy. There's a bit of a kickoff. They love being gang members. They do, but the entire thing of the series as a whole is that they are an outdated relic of a past that they can't sustain. Uh, so this is the head of a thing that has been coming for a long time, but all the soldiers feel like they're being put on the dole and they're not too happy about it. Northern Ireland parallels once more. I'll leave it at that. I had a bone to pick here, but it happened off air because you met a character at this point that you didn't deem worthy of mentioning in a ring sting. So fuck all the story stuff you glossed over again. The plot is lost in you anyway. You met Kazuma Kiryu, the dragon of Dojima, the Jesus Christ of Yakuza, and you didn't make one impression at all. I mean, it's, was he the one that he just, um, like, he was just there in the background? Like, you're having the massive fight with all of the unhappy soldiers. I your WhatsApp here. Oh, sorry. Yes, they appeared at the same time. Love in a room with Ichi, Paisley, Big Bob and Eyepatch Man. They make a big deal out of a character that looks this plain. Fuck you, filthy. Fuck your arse. I mean, I'm not wrong. He just looked sort of normal. And like, I'd already killed about oh, 2,000 Omi Alliance and Tojo unhappy men in this big press room. And then he just turns up and bitch slaps one and... He's wearing sunglasses, and I'm supposed to be like, all right. Cool. He's the original protagonist. I wasn't. It's involved. a huge fucking moment. <laughs> Maybe we're learning that I shouldn't play games that are already well established. If only somebody said, start with zero. I know. Nobody did. No, 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 no not one. Not, nobody. Not that I remember. No, no one can prove that. And after this, you have a meeting with your master and you finally get that heart-to-heart. Hitchy asks him if they can go back to being a family. Yeah, that was pretty sad. I'm going to be honest. That was Such a sweet moment. That, 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 and then Arakawa's dead as fuck. Yeah, that happened. He's dead. He's, we always knew it was going to happen. But to happen in front of Itchy, well, that was... It didn't happen in front of Itchy. Well, you find out the next morning. They fished him out of the river. Oh, yeah, the phone rang. Forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah, you forgot about that. Next thing. So there's a new Yakuza in town, the Omi Alliance Tokyo branch. 
run by a man who likes to poke people's eyes out. Um, that was a nice little video. Uh, I'm now going to try and track down and kill um, Young Master, as I always thought I would. I've just faced off against some of Tokyo Omi, and I don't think much of them really. Bit of a um, shallow sort of interpretation of the previous Great Omi Alliance, really. That's, that's all I got to say about that for now. This isn't a new Yakuza, the eye popper. Oh, is it not? That Sawashiro from the very start of the game, the guy that slaps you with money. Oh, okay. But they make the mention him as if they're all surprised he's there. No, they don't. Well, he's like, he like has a wee meeting with people and he's like, oh, I'm in charge now. Yeah, he poked somebody's fucking eye out. Of course he left an impression. Yeah, but as if he... He's like, I'm here now. I mean business. Yeah, well then what have you been doing since? Like, where's he been? Just about. It's the new move. The Tojo clan, the Omi Alliance, dissolved. He started a new movement with all the gang members. It's like, Omi... Omi Tokyo? Yes. That's what happened, Omi Tokyo. I remember they start coming in. Oh, yeah, in you remember point. all this. I remember it. Yep. He poked an old dude's eye out at a dinner table. He did. And, Serious uh, thumbing. Yeah, it was bad. So, hilariously, I'm now running for governor. I did kind of see that coming whenever it was, you know, the, whenever I'd hand over the three million yen. At the time, I thought, who are they going to introduce? Someone cooler than me to run for governor? I doubt it. Um, so... That's happening, and I've just had a big face-off with um, my opponent. It's all about wanting to shake his hand. Um, not sure why. I, I know um, Mr. Miyagi wants me to kill him. Well, he wants me to kill um, Young Master. And some reason that involves shaking the hand of this guy, Kumi. Kumi's his name. I'm going to use his real name because he's so boring he doesn't even warrant a nickname. That's where I'm at. I've just been on a big battle bus having a wee uh, PR war with him, which was a wee bit funny, actually. So, um, gonna keep pursuing him. Yeah, back to handshaking. Uh, I was gonna be... Uh, um, you just want to shake his hand? I just want to shake his hand, mate. Just a uh, nice wee... Nice wee, how's it going? Lovely to be in a battle with you for governor, and um, why don't we stand on this bus and shake hands? <laughs> Maybe even kiss a bit. Who knows? What we would have done if Stranger you would have come near me. have happened. Yeah. Much like them pulling your father figure's body out of the water. Yeah, that happened as well. Yeah, it did. Itsy's not doing too good after this, and Hashino offers him a gun to go shoot young master, which, looking back, probably wasn't the worst course of action. Would have been quicker. It would have been a lot quicker. I thought maybe at this stage we could just lead down the path of shooting young master because it kind of needs to happen. Yeah, but uh, Ichiban's nice lad, he said, Arakawa wouldn't want bloodshed on his behalf and refuses the gun. Isn't he a good lad? The fool. At this point, they are meeting up with Kume. To shake hands. To shake his hand. But every time you try to get close to him, he like jumps on the finger bus and drives away. Yeah, it got kind of funny, actually. Just running after. I just want to shake your hand. I can see where that, uh, yeah, that viral video sort of uh, would be <laughs> in your head because that's all I ever want to do at this point in the game. So Ichiban has decided he's now going to be a smelly politician. Yep. A murderer running for office. Who would have thought? Um, at this point, young master gives Savashiro twenty-four hours to kill Ichiban. 
because once a game without a little bit of a time limit. Yeah, and they have decided to bring every member of their newly formed group to fuck you up. Well, it appears that it's going to take that many, so we may as well. Because you're hard as fuck. Looking that way. So things are moving fast. Um, oh. We were just about to confront Kume when um, we got a call. It was an emergency, and yeah, Mr. Miyagi has been killed. Very sad. R.I.P. Mr. Miyagi. He's been killed by that new guy. The, the shit one. Boring. Head of the new Omi Tokyo clan. The rubbish one. Who I have now fought. Really do appreciate the levelling up and the heads up. But, um, yeah, I've just fought him and it wasn't that difficult, which is nice. And he's telling me stuff at the minute. Fuck the fight at this stage. What's going on with Arakawa? Flashbacks. Um, it was this guy's son, young master. It was this guy's son, right? Okay, and again they handed him off in a locker. I think I've mentioned the Oscar Wilde references before, but yeah, baby found in a railway station locker, locker number ninety-nine. Right. Okay. So he's he's a bit upset and telling me his life story here, but yeah, there we go. Well, here we are. You finally get shaking Comstain's hand. Bet that smells. I'd have thought so. But you get bad news. To ruin this lovely handshake. This lovely sticky handshake. <laughs> Hashino is the target of a hit, and you need to hightail it over to him. But you were too late. Hashino, dead as fuck. He'll not like that, the bollocks. R.I.P. Mr. Miyagi, for a second time. Sawashiro has killed him. And won't kill you because you're now too much in the public eye. People would notice Stormer being bumped off. The mice. I mean, that's a push. Plus, yeah. Um, yeah. He let slip he may have had something to do with Arakawa getting killed too. And it's time to trade slaps again. You batter him. And he admits that he was only clowning about killing Arakawa. Lol. Wasted my bloody time. So hilariously there were two babies in two lockers. Side by side. I mean, that's, that's kind of funny. Come on, it's a wee bit daft. But uh, one of them was itchy. And as I have suspected now for a long time, he is in fact Arakawa's actual son. We're pretty sure. I'm just going to say, called it. Yeah, I called it. Yeah, I mean, this was a little bit... Serendipitous. Uh, yeah, or ham-fisted would be another thing to put. To, I mean, how many... The question is, how many more lockers had babies in them at this point? Maybe every locker had a baby. It <laughs> could have been a baby locker section. This I is how the know. series goes forward. Uh, yep, every every one. And then we reach locker number 99. That's, I don't know. Is that uh, not the bands, one so. that Young Master was in, 99? Oh, yeah, sorry. Locker number 599. I don't know how many lockers there's going to be in a train station. But... <laughs> <laughs> so yes it turns out that Sawashiro and his girlfriend had hidden their baby in a coin locker wow and yes this is the baby that Arakawa-san rescued and brought to hospital so all that guilt about not getting to the fucking coin locker quick enough to save his baby was misplaced because it wasn't his baby oh for goodness sake yeah and then this is the reveal Sawashiro is actually young master's biological father as if that fucking matters Oh my days. And he vowed his service to Arakawa-san after seeing him and his child out on the street one day and decided, God, I want to be part of his life now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not, I suppose? 
That's a pretty good way of getting to know your son. So, as well as this revelation, he drops the hint that the staff from the Shangri-La picked up a baby out of a locker and brought it back. And who the fuck grew up there, filthy? Why Ichiban did me. Ding, ding, ding. But wait, that would make... But but that would make me... Are you trying to remember Arakawa? No, I was trying to be dramatic. Oh. Maybe, you know, because Ichi... Well, he loves Arakawa. It's his actual dad. Unbelievable. I mean, where would you where would you get the like of it? That's like an episode of EastEnders or something, isn't it? Before parting ways, Sawashiro hints that Ishioda, the wrong Ian Paisley, is the most likely culprit in Arakawa's death. We are being led towards many's a person for this death. There is a rabbit hole filled with um, pigeons and. Um, I'm lost in a metaphor here. I can't get out of. Um, Will we just play a sting and hope nobody notices? I think we should, yeah. So I've met yet another mysterious man who has information for me, but only at midnight. He won't tell me right now because I'm too angry. That's, um, that's saying something. So I've went to meet him at midnight, and sure enough, he will only give this information to somebody he has fought. And he has an even bigger dragon tattoo on his back than I do. And also, he's really, really difficult to beat. Um, I've tried him about five times here. This is um, this is going to be a watch this space. Is Phil going to throw the toys out of the pram at the very last moment situation that we find ourselves in? So, let's see. Let's just see. Ichiban's lost his way a bit at this point, And... Uh... I think it's safe to say I was a bit more emotionally invested and attentive to the story of this game. Is that safe to say? I would I would say so, yeah. So I found it quite hard to see Ichiban nearly killing a man with his fists. Yeah, he did battle that fella. Oh, yeah. he fucked him up. Oof. Hey, he deserved it and all, but... Uh, mm, still not his usual way. No, he went from happy-go-lucky scamp to like clockwork orange, not to yeah. 60. quite quickly. So it did look like he was going to beat that Omi prick to death until Kiryu stepped in and put him right. And just this thing. So you were saying that he's um, he's been about before, has he? He would have been the protagonist of every single game before this one. Except this one. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. And it was kind of, this is the, the passing of the torch. That's why they had to fight. That's why they had to fight. Because you get the feel for a person after you fight them. Like the traveling community. <laughs> I just thought I just didn't care for the whole. Oh, you're too angry now. Let's uh, let's dick about for a bit longer. You're about to fucking kill somebody. Well, I know, but and a Yakuza needs a cool him. head. Do you see how calm Kiryu was? Oh, like Kiryu Stormer, like you say. You know, just really monotone, relaxed about everything. Very much so. Again, I was saying earlier because of fan service, the Majima fight. Sejima, it had to be difficult mm. because there would have been uproar if it was a cakewalk. Kiryu was quite the fight too. Yeah, no, he was. He was. It'd be doing him wrong not to not to admit that. Um, it was, and again, just glad I was leveled up because it took me um, a fair few wee goes now, I have mm. to say. Did like the way it's a bit of a series staple that he never hits a woman and he won't hit any female characters in your party? Ah! Uh, 
Ah, yes, I did end up using that to my advantage with uh, Eerie and her uh, dart attack. Was a pretty. Those darts are brilliant. Yeah, no, it was a very fun attack. Um, so, yeah, that worked out well for me. Not so much for him. No. So before we move on to our next thing, we have a brief meeting between the young master and the police chief, or the commissioner, I believe he was. Yeah. Sawashiro has handed himself in, but Aoki's confident he'll not sell him out. The police commissioner isn't as confident. This ends with the police commissioner or chief or whoever the fuck he is being dismissed from the office like a bad child. Ishioda seems to have filled in the role of Sawashiro. <gasps> Is that shocking? Probably not. He probably would have been next in line. To be yeah, fair. everybody yeah. becomes the leader of this new Yakuza fucking gang at one point. Yeah, they're a bit shit. Like. So I just beat Chairman Four. I'm going to call him because I don't know his name. Um, on I'm going to say maybe my sixth attempt, which isn't bad. I think we all remember how I got on with Melania and Elden Ring. So six attempts isn't too bad at all. Um, I think the sad thing here is. I'm finally getting it um, in chapter 14, the fighting. That took me about, the, the battle itself there, the turn-based battle, took about 10 minutes of being more strategic than I've been in the game, using Ichi's buffs and also Morpheus's. Um, and bizarrely, even though nowhere I've seen online is um, says that this should be it, but it's... Um, it's we Eri is she is she? Might might start using her name. Um her attack, the, the airstrike, is the one that's actually doing all the damage while everybody else just stays alive long enough not to get um the game ended. So onward and upward. Onward and indeed upward. Chairman four Kiryu Kazuma. Kazuma Kiryu, the dragon of Dojima, is dead as fuck. There's a lovely rhythm in that. Yeah. Oh, nice. But he's not really dead as fuck. The c is immortal. And uh, he'll be coming back for the sequel. We've seen it already. Why would he not be dead? Why? Oh, fine. I mean, just because I killed him, I guess. Won't take that personally. You come to, after being knocked out, singing the level up theme or like your ringtone. Yeah. Cute little Ichiban. Uh, you didn't put a dent in the bastard. No, I didn't appear to. Um, that was, I, for a minute, I, I thought I was going to have to fight him a second time. And I thought, oh, fuck this. On the plus side, it sounded like you're starting to get a handle on the battle system towards the end of the game. Yeah, look, I mean, it'll be something that will um, be a weakness of mine in any RPG like this where you have a party because I've never played earlier editions of, of this sort of game where different characters within your group are supposed to be used for different things. Hmm. Uh, that wouldn't dawn on me normally. That You know, keep one character to just heal people, keep one you know character to just do this or that. Mm-hmm. It's usually just, I've got five characters, they all have attacks, so why isn't this guy dead? Because I've been attacking him five to one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was starting to get the, the gist here of, oh, well, Eerie can do this, and oh, hold on, uh, Itchy's actually better served doing this, because the dirty little secret of this game is once you get into this bit of it, that bat that you've spent half the game upgrading does fuck all to anybody worth their salt. So um, he's better off doing other things, I discovered. <laughs> but Eerie, yeah, man of the match, woman yeah, of the match. Especially Eerie being a missable character. Yeah. I'd hate to replay this game without that dart strike move. She's one of, what, nine in your party? It would have been very easy to throw somebody in and never give her a moment. Mm-hmm. But there you go. The only thing is, 
because she's optional and she doesn't appear in any cutscenes or anything either, so it's quite odd. Yeah, that's true. Very actually. much the silent lady. She'll she'll be doing all the lifting in the fights, and then the uh, the cutscene will be all about what Namba thinks of the situation. And I'm like, well, fuck, I don't care, Namba. Yeah, what go, the fuck have you done? Go with shield, would you, mate? Jeez. <laughs> okay, funny little fantasy sequence where he turned into a dragon. I thought I was going to have to fight a dragon and I nearly threw the controller across the room if that was going to happen. I have fought a tiger. I have fought a digger more times than is normal. I was not going to fight a dragon. Please, please don't make me fight a dragon for fuck's sake. What kind of sting was this? What happened to you? What happened to the dragon killer from the first series? Well, he had a katana and a, and a mystical horse. Um, I only have a, a bat that doesn't seem to hurt anybody. Um, so I was just really dreading um, plus, like I say, the diggers was where I was sort of at my capacity. I was like, oh, I'm hitting a digger with a sword. This is stupid. I was a little bit upset with myself. You fight big cats, Jack, choosing Elden Ring. That's kind of stupid. Well, I mean, you have a point. You do. You do. But it was a nice segment once I realised it wasn't leading to a fight. The big bag of shite. <laughs> the big fat fucker with a sword. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, when this fantasy segment ends, we're back to Itchy, and he seems more like himself. He's more Dragon Quest than Goodfellas again. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit more. So this is just a little taste for you, Phil, because when you do the entire Yakuza series, one after the other, after you finish this... Mm-hmm, that's definitely happening. Kiryu has provided more mental health care with his fists over the years than every life coach in the world combined. Ah, okay. It's a uh, running theme in his games you meet somebody they're a prick you beat them up they see their their ways they're not a prick anymore and Kira used their best friend right which okay. is pretty much what happens here with Ichiban well it is now that you mention it now that you yeah okay so we're again doing some game some some series lower there okay I'll accept that I'll accept that so they're building up the counterfeit money section again and they have some of the screens working oh Kiryu brings you back and reveals that your opponents have hired an assassin called Mirrorface. Yeah, he was a funny thing to find yeah. out about. Can you repeat yeah. that name just for our English listeners? Mirrorface. Mirror. Mirrorface. Yes, Mirror. that bloke. Yes, an assassin that can change his appearance to a plot device pleasing degree. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Aoki's hired an assassin to kill his own fucking father. Of course he has, that prick. The prick. The prick. Well, Ichiban isn't going to let that happen. He asks Kiryu to join the party. Kiryu tells you to fuck off and wait until the sequel. Pretty much, yeah. You can see that happening. He name drops the fixer, and at this point I would like to remind everybody that he's getting his own spin-off game that fills in the blanks here later this year. Oh, exciting. Mm, comes with a demo for Yakuza 8. Tasty. Yes. It's going to be your Christmas present. <laughs> can't wait so I have to go after Paisley I I think I always knew I was going to have to go after Paisley and by Paisley I mean the wrong Paisley because um, the right Paisley is now a friend of mine as we know but the um, the incorrect Paisley and his new family and they're held up on the fourth floor of a building so I'm guessing I'm going to have to do a minimum of four fights to get up to him probably more let's face it Let's do this. Paisley's been groomed to be the next leader of the newly formed Tokyo Omi. Definitely not a Yakuza gang. Yeah, completely different situation. Yep. And he's pretty happy to be sitting there with the assassin 
that is going to kill the current leader so he can become leader. He doesn't see how this may be a danger to his person at all. Oh, not a bit of it. He's got the thing sauced like, yeah. It is at this point you're ambushed by a second Big Bob. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I think I talk about it later. Actually, it took me so much by surprise. It, I forgot to actually leave a sting about it. But there was two bobs. Um, the strangest like thing bobs. about this, it inspired so much erotica on the internet. Lots of bob on bob yeah, action. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, the double bob action. Mm, okay, I'm sure you've seen it. No, I have not. What are you talking about? I've seen your <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> Yes, this second big bob they were going to send into the police barracks to do the murdering. Of and Sarah then Bob Shearer. would have taken the fall. Yes, yes, he My was. My bob. Oh, you weren't very offended at the time. No, I wasn't really. But now I am. It's almost as if you've you've clarified something I hadn't initially thought thought, thought about um, on first attempt. I've just completed chapter fourteen. Guys, we're we're getting there. So it turns out. The wrong Paisley wasn't even the guy. Turns out it was that boxing chap with the moustache that reminds me of um, Gomez Adams, Raul, um, that played Gomez Adams. Um, Yeah, he's not really been in it much, and yet, turns out it's all about him. He's the guy that we got to kill to avenge Arakawa-san against Arakawa's son, who we also have to take down. So there's a fairy bit to do in this final chapter, but, um, yep, we'll see how we get on. So you've battered the wrong Paisley, only to realise he wasn't the biggest bad of them all. There was another turd in the fish tank. Yeah, it was Tendo. It was, uh, it was, it was him. It was the big lad the whole time. He only ever appeared, like, twice. So I, th- I still think that it's a bit, oh, it was him all along. Yeah, well, he gets his own flashback here to reveal well, that, uh, he actually killed your father. Well, that was rude of him. Yeah. I mean, wrong Paisley was definitely going to shoot your dad, but Tendo popped up out of fucking nowhere and just shot him first. A lot of people were gunning for your alibi. He wasn't a popular man by this stage. I think that's fair to say. Everybody wanted that hat. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So, it turns out Ishioda doesn't get to be the big boss, which he kind of knew already because Tendo already parked his arse in that chair. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's going to be the lad about town. I predict I may have to fight him in a bit. Yes, it looks like we're going to murder this fucker to get your revenge. Lovely. In all the excitement, I forgot to mention two things. One, he just blew us all up. So as far as we know, entering chapter 15, Ishii and everybody is dead. I mean, I I doubt it, but that's where we're at. Uh, And two, I forgot to mention the the dual bobs. And I'm sure we'll have fun talking about that. Dual wielding bobs. Multi-Bob. Mirror Bob. Bob on Ball of Islands. Bob squared. Bob. And the gang are dead. Game over. Everybody died. That was a great way to finish the show, guys. Just explode everybody. Definitely the end. Everybody dies. That's fair enough. No complaints from me. Yep. Solid. Have a biscuit. After everybody's dead, we then go to Kamarucho. That lovely city. That filthy mm. knows so well. Oh, like the back of my hand. So he's on his Venga bus again. Big crowd. He's addressing them. Lower in the bus, we have Young Master, who is on top of the world now that everybody that he hates is dead. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that too. Be nice. Be nice. But everybody isn't dead, are they, filthy? 
Oh no, oh no, no, you think I'm dead? Well, you are wrong, I am alive, and I have a loudspeaker. There are three things Ichiban isn't, and one of them is dead as fuck. He's cosplaying as homeless Harry Potter at this bit with a megaphone, and nobody seems to raise an eyebrow at him. Nope, they just thought, cool, that makes sense. At this point, he runs towards the bus, and with the help of Big Bob and homeless Harry Potter, they kind of fucking boost him up to the top of the bus. Good moment. I enjoyed it. I did, actually, to be honest. Uh, this was sort of more my, my kind of thing here. Nice big reveal. And then I just wanted to shake his hand. Once again, just wanted to shake his hand. Just wanted to shake his hand. Just wanted to shake his hand. I do like this point, too, because Ichiban's standing there with like a plaster on his cheek. Yeah, well, to symbolise the bomb. Yeah, to symbolise the bomb. Yeah. Just leave that there, shall we? <laughs> There's an explanation on how they survived the bomb because Big Bob seen it before it went off. Yeah, there's a good flashback there where that explains how they got away. These people time. didn't have a lot of experience with bombs, did they? No, no, that wouldn't have flew with us. Do you think it was a weedy bomb or did they just really hoof it out of that building? Because it was I mean, the dark- four floors up. Well, I was going to say, all those fights I'd already done, it was always rightly up there. Like. Yeah. You think they just jumped down the middle of the stairwell and broke their legs? You'd have to wonder. You know, how much <laughs> Landed time on his passed. cheekbone. Was, oh, yeah. you. that's going to need a plaster. <laughs> Let's get you a plaster from uh, the popo and just, uh, yep, on we go. Well, at this point, this is the worst bluff in history. Ichiban finally gets to shake Young Master's hand and he tells him that they are going to go to the Millennium Tower, which is behind them. They are going to go to the top floor of the Millennium Tower and get evidence that is going to incriminate him and show the world all the bad shit he's been up to. Totally. Instead of just going up there without telling him, because it turns out it was a massive bluff and there was no evidence, and Young Master falls for it. I think for two political heavyweights, it was a bit of an odd exchange for me now. I, I have excused a lot of bullshit in this story. Mm. Fucking mirror face. What the fuck was he about? Mirror face with his ever-changing physique. I mean, face is one thing. The but voice and everything changed. He cloned himself. Essentially, yeah. That would appear to be acceptable in this world. So I didn't question it. have this fucking ditto man who just takes the form of anything he wants. They survived a bomb... And they went up to a politician to tell him they were going to rob his office to put him in jail. I don't see the problem here. I, um, I'm i happy enough where we are. Yeah, Feeling pretty good about this final chapter at this juncture. Oh, I am glad. Winding down, after doing this, everybody's like, oh, Itchy, what the fuck was that about? Is there really evidence up in the top of the tower? And he's like, no. I just wanted to blow smoke up him and make him fucking panic a little bit. Yeah, there wasn't even really a master plan behind it. It was just, it'd be funny if I said this to him. He wouldn't... uh, He won't like that, the bollocks. Oh, he won't. He's going to go get rid of that incriminating file that he keeps, you know, marked super secret, do not touch, with the password on it, password 1234, um, for for safety. That'll be gone. Yeah. Strategy. Not a strong point. (laughs) Seemingly not. And at this point, we visit two bars. One is the Earthy Angel, which, again another location from the previous Yakuza games, and then you meet a detective called Date, who is an old friend of Big Bob's and just happens to be a good friend of Kazuma Kiryu's. Yeah, again, a little bit coincidental for this late in the game, but yeah. hey, It's nice to have fine. cameos. 
this place, the new Serena, where you relax before the last portion of the game. Yeah. It's kind of like the survive bar in the older games. I was wondering, genuinely I was, thinking, mm. why are we going to a different bar? We've been going to the survive bar for 70 hours of my life now. Why are we going to this bar with in the final chapter? Nice so little why. Easter egg for the fans. Oh, well then. At least they are happy, even if I'm not. So, at New Serena, you're going to relax, you're going to recover, you're getting ready for the last push. You're going to go to the Millennium Tower. That's going to happen. Yeah. I have a feeling that it's um, going to be a tall tower filled with people who don't like me very much, and maybe even the real villain of the piece. But that's a guess. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is episode nine. Punchy Gomez. Episode nine. I think we'll have one more, based on the fact that I know what I have I think left. we will have to have one more, and that's why I left it all for the fucking Millennium Tower, so we could all focus it there. I think it'll be worth talking about. It's definitely worth talking about, isn't yeah. it? Like... So if you have any feedback, send it in. Where will they send it, Filthy? I think they should send it to at Filthy Ring on X. You can oh, X crap. us on Twitter. X. <laughs> Tweet us on X. X us on Twitter. I've noticed they've changed it to posting now and reposting. You don't repost or you don't retweet. You repost. That's stupid. Um, yeah. Go to that website that everybody knows that used to have a blue bird as its logo. Um, and uh, at Filthy Ring on that platform. Or email us. We haven't had as many emails this year. No, and, nobody uh, fucking cares. No, I don't blame them. Maybe we'll uh, do the Starfield series. Oh, I, I, I'm quietly confident that I might have a Mortal Kombat special in me towards the end of this yeah, month. Yeah, I'd put money on that. Yeah, yeah, it's quite possible. But until then, they can also email us on filthyring at gmail.com. Well, that was riveting and an awful dump of fucking ring stings and <laughs> time I could have spent playing Starfield. I know, I know. It um, has taken you away from what has clearly become your real reason for being. Who knew that the game... Your whole life as a gamer has led up to this moment and we have finally fired the game to, to satisfy you, to satiate you. I'm a space cowboy. Well, we always knew that. That's true. Maybe the answer was in front of us all along. Some call me the gangster of love. Literally, you are the gangster, oh love. Well, that was delightful. And yes, hopefully wrapping up in the next episode, that'll be the game finished. Yeah, I mean, 10 episodes, that's actually worked out quite neat. You'd swear I planned it, but I didn't. So you really didn't? Anything. No, don't plan anything. That's the best way to go with this. So yeah, if you have feedback, or you want to tell Phil what game he's going to play next, because we can't leave these decisions just to us. It doesn't end no. well. Also, just your Like a Dragon stories. What was your experience of the game? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? How many tin cans did you collect down by the river? These are all questions. These are all questions, and if you want to send them in at Filthy Ring on Twitter or email us on filthyring at gmail.com. All links are in episode show notes or you can visit shows.acast.com forward slash P E R S PERS for links and various hosting services. Don't you whisper at me. That's a rap. That is a good rap. That was um geez, that's nearly the, the time it takes to drive from my house to your house now and all. You can come visit and listen to yourself the whole way down the road. Oh, that's the dream, isn't it? (laughs) Until our paths 
cross again. We live, we learn. God help us all. I just want to shake your hand. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.